Welcome back to, to the, the Dead, Dead to the, the World podcast. This is Mama Dawn. This is Tasha. And this is Lexi. And I don't know why I said this is instead of I am, but Some, hey. Sometimes you got to switch it up a little we're bit. We're just like. Yeah, we got to switch it up. Making it groovy. We can't leave our listeners bored. All right. So today we are going to talk about dreams that teachers have about school. Because, you know, I don't really want to admit it, but we are getting to that school starting back up again time of the year. I went to Walmart the other day. It's all out there. Oh, I know. All the (laughs) rulers and pencils and I don't know. Do they still really sell pencils? And mechanical pencils. (laughs) Yeah, they have like a whole row of pens, pencils, sharpies, Markers, markers, erasers. They don't do the smelly ones anymore, but... When I was in school as many times as kids in my classes got those things stuck up their nose, I can see why. And then they had smelly markers, but I think that promotes... Uh, sniffing markers. Sniffing markers, which they don't really <laughs> want us to do. All the kids in class just... Oh my gosh, I remember a blueberry one that was like in a classroom in smelled one of my so classes. Good. It smells so good. You know what I used to love? I don't even think they have it anymore. That's, that paste, like the the glue paste, it came in a jar. Like Mod Podge? No, it was like it was like this. It was like it was thick. like the oh, lid and clear, the lid and clear, and it had the yeah. little like thing in, in it with brush. the ball, it's the sm- brush. Oh, that yes. was no, that was rubber cement. Oh, oh we're thinking that of rubber smells good. <laughs> well, that was good stuff. <laughs> it all smells good. Oh my god! All right, no wait. Before we move on, I really want to say this one because I think a lot of people will reminisce with resonate, resonate with. Okay, reminisce. They'll, well, be... they'll reminisce too. I yeah, guess. Yeah. Okay, think about this. It's the pen. I mean, it's a pencil, but each little thing is, it's a little white thing with the lead and you take one out and put it in the top and push it down and it like pushed all of them down. Those were scentsy. They like had smells to them. Or those pens where you could pick a color and we would all try to shove them all down at the same time. Yes. Yeah. They were green, black, red, and blue. We've all lived the same lives. (laughs) The best, the best life. So I hope we got you excited for back to school. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So I am going to start off first. And I got my information from teachwire.net, medium.com, reddit.com, and core.com. So what do teachers dream about? School. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Misbehaving children. Yes. Did you know that teaching school can give you nightmares? Well, sometimes those nightmares will follow you into retirement, oh. says Ruby Lee. No, I mean, retirement. makes sense. Our school dreams follow us into after we've graduated school. Yeah, adulthood. Yep. So this is Ruby Lee. During my 32 years teaching middle and elementary school, I experienced many bad dreams. Sometimes they even occurred when I was asleep. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it took me a minute. Yeah, me too. But that's funny. Teaching is a stressful job. People used to joke that the reason teachers taught was because of June, July, and August, but that joke is no longer relevant. School years have gotten longer, and the responsibilities of teachers extend far beyond the classroom. After my teaching day, I spent many nights sitting in a classroom at college. By the time I got home, it'd be close to midnight. Then I would get up and go back to school the next day. I also spent many summers taking classes to become certified or working towards advanced degrees. There is a lot more to teaching than meets the eye. Added extra coursework to a action-packed day and you've got one stressed out teacher. Stress in those days would sometimes take a toll on me and I would often have nightmares. I've been retired now for eight years, but still have nightmares. 
For instance, in my dream last night, I'd been given a new house, and I walked around the house checking out the bedrooms, closets, and the kitchen. Then I saw a door that looked like it went to the closet, so I opened it, and to my surprise, I looked into a hallway. Curious, I stepped through the door and found myself in a hallway of a school. After walking a few feet, I turned and realized that the door to my new house was gone. Then I wandered around the school in panic, looking for it. I even went outside to find the house. I never saw the house again. I woke up grasping for my breath because I realized in my dream that I was doomed to spend all eternity in school. Oh, no. (laughs) That is the worst nightmare ever. (laughs) I agree. I shared my dream with my teacher friends on Facebook and asked if they had ever experienced school nightmares, and they answered with a resounding yes. One Fred said, one Fred? (laughs) No. (laughs) One friend said sometimes she wakes up late in the morning and panics because she thought she was late for school. Only then would she remember that she'd been retired for 16 years. Wow, 16 years. Another friend would wake up her husband because she would be lecturing students out loud about their behavior. He has to poke her and remind her that she's retired. She's like, (laughs) in her dreams, Jimmy, Billy Bob, sit down. Jimmy, Billy Bob. (laughs) I love the name. Other friends told me about dreams where they couldn't find their classrooms or were required to teach someone else's class. A special education teacher shared how she dreamed about not getting her individual education plans done. My college professor friend dreamed about forgetting to show up to teach the class. To be fair, I know that other professions are stressful as well. My friends who work for the local Department of Family and Children's Services says she dreams about not getting her paperwork done in time for court. She's been retired longer than I have. (laughs) Another friend remembered her days as a student when she was wandering around in her pajamas trying to find her classroom. It doesn't seem to matter when we are retired. We still are susceptible to dreams and nightmares. Yep. That's true. I thought that that was very interesting. And then I found a, this one actually, when we did our last school dreams episode, I was mostly looking for student stuff, but this is a teacher one I saved from then. It was from Lady Iris 2020. It's the time of year again when the inevitable return to school haunts me in my sleep. Last night, I dreamt that I arrived to the first day of school late. Then I realized I didn't have anything planned for the first day. Then when it turns into a nightmare, or that's when it turned into a nightmare for me. I walked into my messy classroom trying to come up with a quick icebreaker, but instead quickly started to panic about how my first impression with the class was that I am disorganized, late, and a boring teacher, and they would hate me and my class for the rest of the year. Oh, So glad I woke up. Yeah, for real. It would suck to be the the lame teacher. And then I found a few other um, people's comments on Cora to the question, do teachers have dreams with their students in them? I'm sure it's a yes. Yep. (laughs) So this one is from Chris Trumbell. I seem to work through a lot of problems in my dreams, so I often have dreams with my kids in them. I'm usually trying to teach them something to try to get them to get it. Sometimes I wake up with new lesson plan ideas. Interesting. Which I mean, yeah, we talk about how you dream to solve problems problems subconsciously. Yep. So I I like that. Uh, The next one was from Sherry Terman. Not night dreams much, but daydreams. I fantasize about my students not misbehaving, about them getting that difficult concept, 
about their home lives getting better and about them becoming successful, happy citizens. That's good. That's good. Well, I think all teachers just want like, well, all, good yes, teachers. all teachers, good teachers want their children in their classrooms to grow up and be like good people, you know. But I think especially it resonates with like the younger kids, mm-hmm. like kindergarten through maybe like K-6 or something. And it's like, Agreed. it's going to be weird and crazy when you're an adult than I see, you know, it's just crazy. Yep. Uh, this one was from Noriko. As a first-year teacher, I can say yes, I do. I'm very invested in the success of my students, and because I care and worry about them and their well-being, they appear in my dream. I've been told that this will... um, I've been told that as the years go by, I won't care this intently. I'm sort of hardwired to care, though, so we'll see. My fellow teachers at work don't seem to dream about their students, so it depends on the teacher, I suppose. And the next one's from Robin Turner. I imagine most of us do. We spend a large part of our waking lives with students, so it would be unusual for them not to pop up in our dreams from time to time. However, I don't have many dreams about individual students. Usually I dream about teaching the class. For the most part, the dreams are unremarkable, though sometimes something disastrous happens, like I start teaching and then realize I'm not wearing trousers. (laughs) Oh, wow. Classic. That would be me. And then my last one is from Robert Perkins. Says, yes, I did. Often disasters while teaching, a.k.a. nightmares. When I was being evaluated for VA benefits, they asked if I ever had dreams or nightmares about Vietnam. I answered yes. But a few years after I started teaching back in the 1970s, my nightmares and dreams switched from Vietnam to teaching. (laughs) Quite the flop. And no, that's the same environment. <laughs> I meant like quite the flip flop, not the that it was flop. a flop. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and he goes on to say that he only, sorry, I took this out because I was like, oh, that doesn't matter. But now I feel like it matters. <laughs> he got, so they were evaluating his disability because of his service in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And so in the end, he was given a 40% disability because he no longer had what is it called? The traumatic? The PTSD. PTSD. They said he had he had healed himself from his PTSD because his dreams went from Vietnam to school. Wow. So he's Maybe like... Maybe that's the life hack. But he would have had 60% but oh. disability and got more money so he's if like, that hadn't it. happened. <laughs> so in a way, it was like, well, yeah, I'm glad I'm not dreaming about Vietnam. But my school dreams are not better. It's just a different form of PTSD. It's like a different form of stress. Yeah. Or it's almost like, oh, you know what? I wonder if his like school dreams are like the kids are like ducking under desks and stuff. And like, it, like you know be. what I mean? Like it's still Vietnam or yeah. war, but yeah. it's in like a classroom setting. It well, was like his brain's way of coping with the PTSD. Yes. Correct. Yeah. So he just, he just associated all his stress with the school instead of with Vietnam. And so they considered that healed. Oh. Okay. So, so crazy. Well. All right. So I guess who am I going to next? I think Lexi. Me, I think. Okay. Is that okay with everyone? Take it away. I'll take it away. So I got my information from middleweb.com, which had interpreting six common teacher nightmares by Roxana Eldon, who was a teacher. So she said, I'm a believer that images from a night's sleep can provide insight into daytime thoughts. So it's always been interesting to me that so many teachers report having similar dreams or in many cases, similar nightmares. Yep. 
With the help of my yellowed copy of Tony Crisp's Dream Dictionary and conversations with few colleagues, I've prepared a completely unscientific, non-research-based guide to six common teacher nightmares. I love it. I like that she clarified, but I'm like, well, I think this is the most accurate-backed research if it came from teachers. Exactly. So the first one is you show up to work in a bathrobe slash your pajamas slash the clothes you went in last went out in last night. Oh, so the walk of shame, Mm -hmm. but to school. (laughs) So it says teachers usually report having this dream not only in August, but a few nights before the end of any break. According to the Dream Dictionary, being undressed in a dream represents vulnerability and the fear that one's weaknesses are exposed. Ragged or inappropriate clothes can represent feelings of inadequacy. Both of these relate to the fear that you are unprepared. Whatever you are or aren't wearing in this type of dream, it's probably your inner teacher clock saying, hey, start thinking about whether you're ready or not for your first day back. Wow. Which I've never thought about, like, you know how, well, this doesn't really happen with work unless you go on a vacation or something. But if you're off of work for like a week, you get anxious going back to work. Yes, I do. I just have never thought about that with a teacher. Yeah, because they go like almost full, like like two and a half months. Three and a half months or like Christmas break. Like that's a pretty long break. Mm Mm-hmm. I I would get the the Sunday scaries, but like the Christmas break scaries. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. The second one is you are already running late and then you get lost on your way to school. The dream dictionary says dreams about being late, whatever you're late for, can mean avoidance of responsibility. But there is a chance that this one can be taken literally. Maybe you really are apprehensive about being late on an important day of school, as of course you should be. Even if you're sure everything is laid out as you want it, get a head start so you can be there before your first early bird student. You know, that's, I struggle with that because I am not an early riser. I remember one time I was supposed to be like traveling with this one sales guy that we worked with and he wanted to leave super early and I didn't even hardly get sleep that night because I was so worried I was going to sleep through my alarm and not get up. And so all day I was so tired. That's the worst. It was terrible. And it was like Halloween, I remember. Oh. So it was like, do I, I don't want to be doing this all day. And we can relate that back to teachers and school because I was being just, late. I was just, <laughs> she was relating. Thanks. I said in mind that other people have traumatic events and dreams about their work. Oh. Anyways, um, I was going to say Halloween, like candy. I'm pretty sure that's like a teacher's worst time of year because uh, they're like, keep your candy at home. Well, I... You know, you guys, I should start a petition. I think that Halloween should be moved to the last Friday of October, like the celebration of Halloween. So then that way the kids can still dress up in their costumes at school, have their little party, and then they go home to their family, and then they don't come to school the next day all sugared up and no sleep for the teacher. I agree. agree. Do you all agree? Help me make Let it us happen. <laughs> so it would be, so would it be like Halloween is still on the 31st, but the activities are on the last Friday Correct. of the month? So yeah. it would be the observance of Halloween. Halloween would always be the last Friday. It wouldn't necessarily change the day Halloween on. Feel free to have your party on Halloween night if you want. But I think for like the children. Like the trick or treating. Or, and then that way, I hate it when it falls on a Sunday. We live in an area where a lot of things aren't open on Sunday. So you're like, nobody knows what to I do. Am I going to get trick or treaters on Sunday? Do we do it? You know, we do it on Saturday. Tasha and I just went to the Teresa Caputo show this year. So we didn't even deal with trick or treaters. I did. Like I dealt did. with your trick or treaters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Over at our house? Yeah. Oh, you, I mean, we living here. Then. We ended up going to a party later, but during gotcha. you know prime seven p.m. before kids go to bed, that trick or treating I took yeah. care of. Anyway, anyway moving on. Back Sorry. to our <laughs> to our episode. So the third topic is your subject or grade level has been changed at the last minute. 
Teaching requires a lot of advanced preparation, but also the flexibility to deal with last-minute changes. It can be tough to deal with this contradiction. After all that work setting up a hands-on biology center for your 7th graders, it's natural to worry about a sudden change to your teaching assignment. And that would suck so bad. You show up on the first day of school and they're like, actually, you're not teaching 7th grade, you're teaching ninth grade. Good luck! (laughs) Yeah, that would be bad. Plus, I hear the curriculum sometimes can just change super fast, too. And so then all of a sudden you have to replan all your lessons you've already planned. Yeah, that would be tough. Okay, next up, students show up at your house. This dream is most likely to occur right after you hit the snooze button. It involves a group of students showing up at your house, sometimes coming inside to help themselves to bowls of cereal from your kitchen cabinets while you try to think of an activity to keep them busy. This dream is probably a sign that you're worrying about your students even when you're not at school. It's also probably your subconscious telling you that when your alarm rings a second time, you better not hit snooze. (laughs) Get up, get up. You don't want them coming to your house. I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. For a very very important important date. date. Wow. That was nice. Alice in Wonderland. Wow, that was also really like on tune and point. We are connected. Yes. Okay, next up. You're in a physical fight with a student, fellow teacher, or administrator. Imagine having a dream that you're fighting a first grader. Interesting. (laughs) I hope you're kneeling down. (laughs) I hope you're going easy. (laughs) On a figurative level, fight dreams can express your desire to defend your honor, values, or personal space. Other interpretations are more straightforward. Violent dreams can show anger and frustration, or who knows, maybe you have a genuine subconscious urge to hit the colleague who stole your lunch from the teacher's lawn fridge, the administrator who criticized you in front of your students, or the kid who won't stop tapping his pen while you're trying to give directions. In fact, in some cases, teachers report that this type of nightmare can also show up as a daydream. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just funny. Beating people up in the school. Oh yeah. Let's not do that in real life, everybody. (laughs) Okay, so the last one is your classroom is in the cafeteria, an open field, or an irregularly shaped room where you can't see all of your students and they can't hear you say anything. This is unfortunate because you often have about 250 students in this type of dream, including every bad kid you've ever seen and even bullies from your own school days. Psychologists in a documentary called What Are Dreams, say nightmares are our brain's way of preparing for situations even worse than our worst-case scenario. This applies here. After spending the night imagining an L-shaped auditorium with hundreds of children, your regular class of 30 should seem a little less scary. I like it. So you're making it worse in your dreams, so when you get there, then you're like, oh, this is better than I anticipated. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, this ain't so bad. Which I thought was an interesting approach, because they're saying she read that in a documentary, Yeah, where psychologists are saying that's what nightmares are. Yeah, so you're like setting yourself up for success, mm-hmm. actually. It's a good way to look at a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tasha. Oh, okay. This is Tasha. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not Lexi. <laughs> um, so I have an article, and um, it's number one question is, you know, what do most teachers actually dream about? Um, of course, school. You know, yeah. misbehaved children. Kids, yeah. Per usual. So... Um, this article or survey, it says, uh, we asked 60% of teachers, and they said that they had at least one dream about school in the preceding week. That may sound like a lot, but according to research, most people have dreams about their work teachers. Are Just most people have dreams about work. Oh, it's a period. You're right. That may sound like a lot, but according to research, most people have dreams about their work. 
Teachers are human just like anyone else. So these things also seem to get better with time. So it's just like any other occupation, Mm -hmm. you know. If it's stressful or even not, you're still going to dream about it. Yes. According to our analysts, teachers in their 50s are 10% less likely to have night visitors of the classroom when compared to their 20s or like, you know, college age. Mm -hmm. New teachers. Yeah. That makes sense. Fresh teachers out in the field. Ooh. The, what do you call it? The hunting grounds. Oh. I, that's not what I call it, but okay. <laughs> I call it student teaching. <laughs> oh, anyways, uh, research also shows that older peop- the older people, the older that people get, the less likely they are to remember the contents of their dream in general. So perhaps older teachers are having the same dreams. They're just less able to recall them. Interesting. And that could be the case too, I guess. Although I feel like as I've gotten older, I dream more. I remember my dreams more. Women are better at dream reporting. So what do these dreams say about... What do these dreams about school actually involve? At the start of the school year, we asked teachers about their dreams and found that one in five had had an unpleasant dream about the start of the new school year. Makes sense. By contrast, only one in 20 had a positive dream about returning to work and men 7% more likely to be in that group. Okay. So the 7% more likely to be in a bad dream? In a positive dream. Oh. Men teachers, 7% more were in the group of a positive one dream out about of 20 school. people would be positive. Oh, gotcha. Okay. It says, are men less bothered by their jobs in general? We know they're less likely to report crying at work, but border researched into the dream shows that men are actually just generally worse at recalling or reporting oh. what they dreamed of. Okay. That makes sense. They often express like greater discomfort when trying to describe what yeah. they dreamed about. But I do also think, I mean... Women are a little bit more emotional. True. So therefore, I can see how we would be more concerned about our performance maybe than a man would be. Just the way just the way society is in general. I think maybe men are just raised to be more confident. So maybe they wouldn't have dreams about it because they're not as concerned. Just saying. Another thought I had too was like women or, you know... In regards to being maybe a little bit more on the, like, sensitive side. Mm -hmm. Like, I know when I nannied and the kid was upset with me and he's like, I hate you and, like, runs off. Like, that Mm -hmm. affected me. Yeah. Like, personally. Even though, like, it's not my kid and I know he didn't mean it, but it, like, hits you different. Mm -hmm. So, I wonder if, like, when the women of the group have, like, bad dreams, they it affects them so they need to talk about it. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So then they would like report it or talk about it because it's like, oh, I had this dream and oh, it made me feel really sad. Although I know that's not really what so-and-so would do or whatever. Yeah. And maybe the the male teachers just don't even talk about it because they're just like, eh. They're just like, eh, whatever. No big deal. Just a dream. (laughs) Yeah. just Maybe they're like Lexi's friend, John, that just is like, eh, I don't think dreams really mean anything. Yeah. Possibly. They do say that bad dreams about exam results are also less frequent, reported by 6% of women and 7% of men. Just 1% of women and 2% of men report having good dreams about exam results. Okay. So basically testing is like a very negative subject in the dreaming world. Mm -hmm. And I think we can all agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you usually dream you're unprepared. 
where you can't remember the answers or you can't even find the class that you're supposed to be taking the test in. Yeah. Or Literally like the you worst. don't have like a pencil. Yep. Or something. That happened to me every day in school. Oh, you just that, ask the kid next to you. Oh, that's a reality. While you're for at you. it, you ask them if they got some gum. <laughs> and you got a pencil, like and some a gum. cheat sheet. <laughs> just kidding. Got you got, a, you got you some. Want, you want to watch? You got pictures of the math homework. <laughs> you got pictures of the answers. I'll take those too. Don't cheat, kids. Oh yeah, don't cheat. And if you do cheat, make sure you're doing it. Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> don't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dream lessons are a patchwork for. Pedagogies, 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 pedagogies. I think it's pedagogies. I know, but I don't. What, know, what does it mean? <laughs> I have no idea. Google says that it's a method and practice of teaching, especially as an academic subject or theoretical concept. Oh, okay. Theoretical, probably. Sure. All right. So turning to reality, the three most popular features of a dream or idea lesson, according to teachers, involves students following the instructions the first time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) every student meeting their lesson objectives, and teachers knowing exactly where the lesson is going all the way through. Mm -hmm. So analyzed by teaching subjects, math teachers are most likely to want a silent classroom where students Students, students, <laughs> where students. When your students are studs, <laughs> I, I'd want to be in that class um, with students completing lots of practice questions, but less likely than nearly all other secondary subjects, knowing exactly where their lessons are going. So it means that teachers want their class to be quiet because that means they're concentrating on doing their problems where the other teachers want you to ask questions so they know if you're understanding it or not. Yeah, I think that, I, that would that make sense. I take out of it. Yeah, that makes sense. It says, are math teachers more open to improvisation than we realize? Hmm, I don't know. So they don't, so they're okay if somebody doesn't understand and then they have to go a different direction. It's asking our, te- our math well, teachers. Well, I know. That's what I'm just, but I think that's why they're saying. Oh, it's an open-ended question. So, yeah, who knows? Science teachers are most likely to want their subjects to relate to students' lives while teaching, while language teachers have the highest performance for group work. Yeah, I can see that. Shout out to Mr. Staker, the best science teacher ever. Do you know who my best teacher ever was? Who? Miss Mullen, my oh, first grade yes. teacher. Yeah. Who also Ms. happens to Mullen. be my wonderful cousin. Yeah. <laughs> my best teacher was Mrs. Spute. Yeah, she was so good. She was so awesome. Well, uh, her and that was first grade. And then my sixth grade teacher was Mrs. Newton. Mm-hmm. And she got married. And so I don't know what her new married name is. So yeah. I can't find her anywhere. Oh. But I'm friends with Miss Beale on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I would be with Newton if I could find her new last name. Yeah. Her name was Nicole Newton. So if you knew a Nicole Newton, let me know or tell her to email me at Dead to the World Podcast. Gmail.com. Oh, at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, those who find art lessons to be noisy and chaotic should meanwhile seek out the 10% of art teachers who say that their idea lesson is one in which students work mostly in silence. Interesting. Oh, so most see that seems weird because art's creative, so you think that you would want them talking. Right? And, and do you remember that our one art teacher at our one junior high school? Yeah, I remember. She was disliked by a multitude of students that is true and I, I think i know who you're talking about and i believe that she made it difficult 
like it was a college class, not a junior high class. Yeah, and she just, like, wouldn't let you speak. Although I did get Celtic woman from her class. <laughs> I was going to say. She, she would, would play, play music. It. Yeah, she'd play music, so that was good. I also think at the time I was one of those students who was, like, acting up in her class on purpose because, like, it was so annoying. Mm-hmm. So I think she hated me. Gotcha. Which means I much more disliked her class. Because you That were, makes sense. You are pushing the buttons. I sure was. And she was pushing them back. Yeah, she was. But also, you know those students who like are in like that conflict with that teacher and it's kind of like annoying, but then yet yeah, they have a good relationship. Because mm-hmm. I think it was kind of like that. It was like when I would go to her like office and be like, hey, here's my art project. What do you think? You know, oh, you did a wonderful job. Blah, blah, blah. Give me A+. Plus. But then she hated me when it was like she was like presenting or trying to like it's because you, you were disrupting the class yes. and you were probably being a smart ass so probably. she was like as oh. usual tasha you need to shut your little pie hole i will say something being two years behind tasha in school was a little difficult because <laughs> teachers would be like oh you're tasha's little sister and i'd be like i promise i'm not like her <laughs> yeah like the spanish teacher. i will literally sit and be quiet all day the spanish teacher oh Another Senora Pearson. Yeah. Yeah. I got to break it to you. I didn't do too good in that class either. (laughs) No. I bet you did better than I did. I did. (laughs) He could be bought off with Diet Coke. So all was good. Yep. All was well. All right. So I have two stories from Reddit. The first one is from KH9393. And this was posted two years ago in New Jersey. All right. Very specific. Yes. The United States of America. (laughs) Thanks. What's the zip code exactly? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, All right. She says, my teacher dream is almost always some variation of forgetting to go to work, realizing I'm hours late. Then when I realize that I finally get there, I have absolutely nothing I need. No copies of anything. No lab supplies. No activities. Nothing. So I take it she's probably like a science teacher or something. Yeah. She said lab supplies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or he. It might be he. So, I mean, that would suck. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine actually actually, actually getting to school and you have a class and you have like nothing though? Yeah, that would be terrible. It would be kind of like when um, I was in drama class in high school and we were coming up to a meet at a big college and we had props for this little, you know, two-person two scene we were playing out from a movie and I thought we were going to be able to go into the school and grab our props. No, we were supposed to take them home with us the night before. Oh. So I get to the bus and I'm like, hey, I need to run into the school and get my stuff. She's like, uh, school's locked. I don't have keys to the school. Like, too oh, bad. Shoot. So me and my partner go and we just have to pretend to have these props. <laughs> and we went and did it. And I mean, of course, we didn't place anything like good in the competition, but... That's depressing. It just reminded me of that. It was terrible. It was a bad, bad day. <laughs> I've never day. heard that story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have heard that one either, actually. Oh, all right. Well, poor little Mama Dawn and her, in her propless self. Yeah, propless self. Well, I was that, that like reminded me of something I wanted to say. And then now I can't remember what I was going to say. I do actually have something else I wanted to say okay, about go teachers, ahead. but and, I can wait until you're done. Well, no, go ahead because maybe I'll remember. Okay. So... In my reading, and I didn't add this in, but of course now I'm thinking I should have, it actually asked the question on Cora, how many of you teachers have on your way to work daydreamed that you were in some kind of car accident so you didn't actually have to go to school and it wasn't your fault, like you could get like a pass for not being at school? 
And it just, you know, counted how many people. And when I looked, it was like 300 and some people had said yes, and only like 80 people had said no. Oh, wow. So, you know, school teaching is a hard job. And I mean, my dad did it and he hated it. I almost looked, well, I did look into that option. I still think you would be an amazing teacher. Well, it's the personality. My dad did not have the personality to be a school teacher. I just don't know if my mental health could handle it. No, that's true. I don't know. But anyways. All right, I have one more Reddit. Okay, go ahead. And I don't remember originally what I was going to talk about, so I guess if I remember, I'll bring it up. But anyways, this one is from Foopin Bastard. <laughs> what? Flippin Bastard. Flippin Baxter. Sorry. Oh, Baxter. <laughs> the text was kind of small. I should have blew that up a little bit. <laughs> blue. <laughs> Boom. It's like a hyperlink and it's blue. <laughs> It's funny. All right. Says, (laughs) mine is being able to find the classroom I've meant to teach in. After finding out, I'm meant to be teaching this class only minutes before it starts. I dreamt last night I was teaching and a sub came in for the next lesson and just started teaching. I told him there was still 15 minutes left for my lesson, but he pointed out to the clock and said it was wrong. In the meantime, the kids that had The kids had become unruly, so I was writing up their names for their detention slips to help the sub out. I thought he was waiting for them to be quiet, but he thought I was continuing my lesson, and we went on like that for ages and ages. Oh my gosh. That was so it's like a like a just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. Recurring. Yes, but my the horses merry go round. Oh a merry go round. Oh, it's a merry go round. Gotcha. Which always like takes me back to the, the first horses. episode. Oh, yeah. Our first sleepwalking episode. Merry-go-round. Oh, when he peed on the car. Yep. Took me a minute. We need to add that to someday when we actually do the Dead to the World podcast, like, dictionary. I know. Merry-go-round. Merry-go-round. peeing on a car. Peeing on a car. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, so yeah, I don't regret. That's not the word. I I I don't know what you're going to say no 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 i know what i want to say i'm just trying to think of the okay you want to give us a hint i don't look back at my schooling days and hope or wish to be back there oh yeah oh definitely not no if i could go back to being younger with the self-confidence that i had now same maybe i don't need all the knowledge but if i had the self-confidence i think it would be different but at the same time my experiences in life have created who I am now, and I'm very happy with who I am. So I I don't want to redo it. I think the only thing I – well, if I could go back to high school with my confidence now because I'm a badass bitch, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yep. I miss the part of school, not actual school, but I miss being that age where you come home from school at 2 p.m., you do your homework, and you can just live your life. You ain't got no job. You ain't got no worries other yeah. than like, this boy doesn't like me, which like – it doesn't really, and once you get older in the grand scheme of things, that does not matter. No. You know, when I just I, miss having less responsibility. I just wish somebody would have reminded me when I was like so excited to graduate high school that they were like, okay, now you need to go get a job and you never get summers off. Ever again. Congratulations. You're an adult. Have fun. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. It doesn't get any better from here. <laughs> um, no, but what I did want to say too is something is that a, we moved Mm-hmm. From one elementary school to another in like the middle of the school year once. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I remember 
Shout out to the teacher because I don't remember her name, but she was who introduced me to the Percy Jackson series by yep. Rick Rorden, and I love that series, but I was such a little freaking turd in that class. What do you mean? Like, I was the trouble student. Oh. Like, you know, in class when you have that one trouble student, mm-hmm. I was the trouble student. In what way? Like, what did you do? Like, I would get sent out to the hallway. For, for talking? For talking. Oh, okay. For, like, making comments when I wasn't supposed to. Oh, my gosh. For, like, not doing my work in class. Well, so, it like, must being... not have been bad because they never called me in to talk to me about it. It was probably manageable by the teacher. Like, it wasn't so extreme that they had to call you. Right. But, but my point for bringing that up is that I think it's because we moved. Mm-hmm. And I... We, you were like, going through a tough time. Yeah. And, like, all of my friends that I knew at our old, previous elementary school were just gone. And mm-hmm. then there was, like, all these new people that I didn't really know and didn't really, like... I. Mm-hmm. And so I just, like... I think that's how I, like, took out my, like, upsetness or stress or whatever. I was, yeah. like, the turd in the class. Yeah. Well, I know we moved... How long was it? Like, two or three years? Then we moved back into the old school district. And so you guys went back Well, to Tosh was the out. people of elementary school at that point. I was at junior yeah. high at that point. I still had sixth grade in the school that I used to go to. Yeah. That's where my trauma started. <laughs> yeah. But it's because you had been in Spanish immersion, you couldn't go back into Spanish immersion. So yeah. So you were in classes with different people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was, yeah, it was tough. But you know what? I think every experience like that makes you grow and you learn something from it and then you take it with you and become a better person. What's funny is if everyone who listens to this could meet us all in person. Me and Tasha could not be the most opposite of oh, people. Very much I so. think it's funny to think back of, like, in school, you were, like, the trouble kid. I literally never spoke very unless quiet. someone asked me <laughs> to speak. Yeah. Like, I'm just very shy and introverted and stuff, so it's yeah. just funny. I know, speaking back of, like, when we moved back to our old, like, stomping ground area, mm-hmm. I remember my first day of the first, you know, first school school year back and it was a math class and I walk in and I sit down and I'm looking around and there's like probably a handful of people that like I knew from the elementary school before Mm -hmm. we moved. Yeah. And I remember they all just like looked at me and then I remember like after class, some of them came up to me and were like, your name's Natasha, right? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you went to, you know, the school, right? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, where did you go? <laughs> They're like, you all of a sudden were there and then you're gone. gone. And we had like, you know, like, I don't really think I talked a lot about where you're moving because I wasn't no. happy about it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, poof, like you were back. two years later, I'm at their school again. Just yeah. like, poof, I do remember that, but I hated the attention that I got from it. Like everyone yeah. was like, Lexi's back. And I was like, please don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that wasn't a great year for you, Lex. Lexi had a bully. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't. But don't you worry. We sick Tasha on her like the next year and she never she never said nothing to Lexi hey, again. I didn't do anything <laughs> against she told policies. her to leave me alone yeah. yes and that's why we have big sisters yeah. and yeah. brothers because they're awesome anyway but, yeah anyways yeah. that's that my content we've unpacked our entire childhood yeah. on you <laughs> yeah wow well we appreciate you being here with us and staying with us through our personal stories yeah we, Really hope that if you've got some like interesting school experience, whether it was a dream or just something kind of like how we explained at the end, like email it to us. We'd love to share it with our listeners and we would love for you to follow us on our social medias and you can rate and review us. And we ask that you join us next time to find out what happens. We are dead, dead to, to the, the world. world. Boom. Ba-ba-boom. Boom.